Welcome everyone to the It Couple. I'm your host, SJ or Sarah, and I'm here alongside me, Dan. The husband. I love you. I love you. I have a... a, (laughs) Sorry, I'm getting over a little sinus head cold. Well, I think you sound beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) But I I, I love it when she's bedridden. That's my big (laughs) fetish. That's my number one kink. Little Women is his favorite movie. We role play the end of Little little Women. (laughs) Little Women (laughs) just laying in bed. You're not like the Phantom Thread guy where you, you know... No, no, she's got to be sick. No, I have to be dying of some old tiny disease (laughs) in order for him to come. It's just what it is. I have problems. Uh, But yeah, dude... um, we're going back to the 90s on this movie. We're going back to the 90s. Uh, first we, of all, let's talk about the movie we're going to discuss today. It's called are, The Faculty. This was supposed to be the next Scream, this movie. like We talk mm. about it on the show. They have like Tommy Hilfiger. And this was supposed to be the big hot movie. It was right it's when a Fast, Tommy Hilfiger did yeah. all the wardrobes. So, it's yeah. right when Fast and Furious came out. Um, it is you know, kind of a take on Lord of the Flies. But we got one of your best friends and one of the funniest people in the world. One of the funniest humans I have ever had the pleasure of knowing and being friends with. My dear friend, Michelle Collins. Michelle Collins. You know her. Check out her Patreon. Oh, she's got show. her own Patreon. The Michelle yeah. Collins show. She does it daily. Uh, Great radio so new host, episodes. podcaster. Yes. One, of the, one of the truly the funniest podcasters, but also humans and people. I, I, I love, love her. her. And we had a... Great time watching this movie. And for our Patreon subscribers, patreon.com slash the it couple, uh, this week we are reviewing Pearl. And you can yeah. just hear how much of a fucking chub get Spaventa gets for this movie. Oh All right, it's it's goodness. good. All right, what folks. happens? It's a really good movie. What do you well, find we, her? Uh, do we don't, oh yeah. Don't spoil it. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna roast me out this probably for for the next like you guys 10 have years, to well, so. you guys you'll, you'll have, have to subscribe just to hear us torture Spaventa <laughs> about this word for, he for uses. having a dick. Yeah. Essentially just having a <laughs> dick. Right. So for being attracted yeah. to Mia Goth. And she's gorgeous. I get it. She is gorgeous. Okay. Uh, she's you know it takes a special type of woman to tame Shia LaBeouf. I always say. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com/slash/theitcouple for that and all of our bonus and, content. And hey, this week I'm going to be uh, opening for Dan Soder in Portland Helium. Uh, November 15th and 16th, and I'm going to be opening at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco, uh, November uh, 16th and 17th. So My check it baby out. takes the morning train. You're and like subscribe to all working. our socials. Always working, my husband. At the It Couple yeah. Podcast. We're on Instagram. I have a, I have a, I have an Instagram. Please follow me on there. The show has an Instagram. The show has a TikTok. God damn it, Moose, shut up. Our dog is being an asshole. Fucking John Stewart's in this movie. <laughs> Stay spooky, America. The faculty. Please report to the principal's office. Uh, I have shared many a vacation with her. I have shared a bed with her. I have shared a thousand meals and cocktails. Ladies and gentlemen, the forever hilarious Michelle Collins is here. I'm thrilled. I'm so happy you just talked about us sharing a bed. You know, big spoon. There's my little spoon, my little Sarah. Hi. Hi, Dan. Hi, Sarah. How are you guys? I'm great, Michelle. Thank you for doing the show. Thank you so much. I know. And Dan, I'm not going to see you. That's sad because your head is just so cut off. It's so there in and is. out. And, I, it, you know, we have cameras <laughs> everywhere. There's a high-tech operation. So I don't want to crowd Sarah. 
Just think of me as the Paul Schaefer guys, just in the corner, just zapping yeah. little melodies while you guys riff, okay? I, I did tell Mish yesterday, I said, you know, we can't do a little earlier because we have a crew. And she's like, holy shit, you have a crew. We've got Chuck and Spaventa. You have a crew. You have a, a sign behind you. I've been doing this show of mine for a year. I, I just got this mic. I'm like, look, I got a mic. I mean, really, you have a sign, lighting. And it, they sound like professional crew guys. It sounds very teamster in that apartment. Before it the is. show started, I thought, wow, they really know what they're doing. It's exciting. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Very um, teamster. This so guy just, they know where Hoffa's at. The film we're going to discuss today is mm. the 1998 classic The Faculty. It is a uh, film produced by the Weinsteins. Which I we'll know. Get into, directed by Robert Rodriguez, and it was released on Christmas 1998, a who's who, if you will, of Hollywood early 90s royalty, including Selma Hayek. Late 90s royalty, not early 90s. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. late 90s, yes. Uh, Jordana Brewster, uh, Clea Duvall, Laura Harris, great, she's one of them, Josh Hartnett, yeah. Selma Hayek, uh, Piper Laurie, Christopher McDonald, B.B. Newworth, Robert Patrick, Usher... Raymond. I thought you were going to say B.B. Usher. Because Usher. Usher is so young in it that when they cut to Usher, it was the Muppet Baby's Usher. I, I was like, look at him. He needs a little onesie. He's so little as a baby. I just need a little baby in it. It was, the, it was the baby filter that you can put on and he just like has like a bib. Same with John Stewart, by the way. I yes. mean, oh. baby John Stewart, we love. Well, John and Elijah, Stewart, Elijah Wood. Oh my God, baby Elijah Wood. Yeah. Elijah Wood always looks like a baby, though. Elijah Wood is one of those old men that he'll he'll creep you out when he's old because he's so baby-like that you're just like, I don't like it as a man. You should I always know. be young. I he's love baby Elijah Wood. This was, I have to say, like, from a casting perspective, which, you know, I always love to get into on my own, but I find this cast to be incredible. Like, when Christopher McDonald comes on, like Shooter McGavin, I was losing my mind. I was like, oh, my God, he's in this. And he's such a small role. Because whose father I, is everyone, he? Elijah Woods. Whose father is he? Oh, Elijah in real Woods. life, I thought. Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to be like Joe Jonas. And that's, in real life, <laughs> Joe Jonas's dad. I was thinking, what? When he, when Shooter McGavin showed up, I got so excited. Mm -hmm. Because there's something about that big wasp head of his. That just, as a Jewish person, seeing that big, fat wasp head brings me a real peace. I don't know how else to explain it. I, I love him. I feel like he's, like, in your mind, he's the guy that tells your parents they can't join the country club. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. He has, like, the most waspy, like, you know. He's just so perfect at playing he's got that, the like, Nazi elitist. Plate. He does. Yeah. Right. American Nazi plate. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the American Nazi plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you want to see my dad's Nazi plate? Sweet, sweetheart, by the way. I, uh, I've worked with him before. Sweetheart. Sweetheart guy. Oh, Dan's worked with Chris McDonald. Not to brag, guys. Not to brag. I you put him on the list. Wait, what did you? What did you work with him on? Uh, he was on an episode of Superior Donuts that I uh, wrote <gasps> for me and twenty other, you know, faceless writers, faceless and nameless writers. It was a big uh, deal, guys. Check it out. Dan won't make any residual residuals off of it. That's right. Well, um, that's one of the few ones I make residuals. Oh, on. watch it, please. <laughs> watch it in syndication. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. Meanwhile, somebody's not getting an anniversary gift. Yeah, thank you. I bought myself a ring yesterday, and I'm like, can you, you? give me this? Yeah, I went to Catbird in Brooklyn, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get myself a little pinky ring. And uh, I was like, Dan can give this to me for our four year anniversary. Michelle was at our wedding, by the way. Just wanna say. Yes. Hilarious famously times. got there, famously got there um, 
about five minutes before the ceremony, famously missed the shuttle from the hotel to the venue. And I thought, this is no problem. Because I'm always late. You know, I have people wonder, why are you always late? A, I have ADHD. I also have a bigger head. It takes me longer to do makeup, <laughs> longer to put my clothes on. Everything's bigger, you know? So it's like, it just, whatever. And I figured, I'll take an Uber there, no problem at all. And of course, there are no Ubers in the Berkshires. I found out the hard way. Mm-hmm. So I walked, which wasn't a big deal. I had a couple of truckers honk at me, which we loved. And I was happy. Show up. I didn't know where the entrance was, and so I just assumed it was through this massive bush. And I walked through, not realizing I was walking directly in front of your entire wedding audience. What do you call them? (laughs) Guests, I guess. I walked, I stormed through like Sasquatch through this huge bush. And meanwhile, four steps further was the path to the door. (laughs) Beautiful, elegant Sasquatch. You were dressed phenomenally. You were gorgeous. But you Dan, did come. Sweet but you did yeah. stumble through a bush. <laughs> I did stumble through the bush. I sure did with a machete, which I always bring. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we had a blast. We had a beautiful wedding, and it's just—it was so much fun. All your friends were so nice. I can't believe it's been four years. Oh my god, I can't I either. I mean, four if you years. think about like everything we've lived through, I mean pandemic wise but also yeah. the election being robbed you know <laughs> exactly you're hilarious yeah stop the steal crazy <laughs> crazy wow. stuff that we had to deal with <laughs> all right so getting into this movie dan's gonna do a bit of the plot and yeah, then... i'll do the plot let me just give some background though on this movie Please. um and we cut around this Mitch, these are just, just some so fun know. facts uh i think you guys will both both appreciate this all of the clothes in this movie are Tommy Hilfiger because they were doing a cross brand thing. So there's like, there's all these ads of like cast of the faculty and they're all like fucking looking hot and like Tommy Hilfiger. This was 1998. Tommy Hilfiger was big. Yeah. I mean, Uh, I I, I don't know if I don't want to interrupt, but yeah, please. No, half my wardrobe. No, I dressed like a Vietnam War vet in 1998. I was a senior in high school. The internet, I couldn't buy tall girl clothing online, so I had to buy what was available to me, which was often like an oversized Tommy Hilfiger button-down. You know? And so that, I looked like Lieutenant Dan, I would say, for like half of my high school years. You were the demo then. You were the Mm -hmm. demo. You know? Yeah. Um, They had to update... uh, The original script was written in 1990 by David Wechter and Bruce Gimmel. And actually, the person who had the most heat... Was the was the second writer they brought in Kevin Williamson who wrote Scream? So Scream was this huge Ooh. hit. The Weinstein's were obviously big at this point. Uh, they'll be known for stuff later on. Uh, but uh, yeah, so this was like Jordana Brewster. This was her first movie, and she, he, she had two first movies. This came out with Fast and the Furious, so she thought this was going to be the big one, and that Fast and the Furious was just kind of like disappear. But it was it was the Uh-oh. exact opposite, yeah. folks. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, Chris McCarpenter was supposed to be the lead of this. She dropped out. A lot of Terminator references. Um, because and- Robert Patrick, Terminator 2. You you don't have to tell me about Robert Patrick. Believe me, I have a, a list of notes because I cannot <laughs> wait to talk about Robert. I knew nothing about this movie going into it. And I'll add that it was my first. I'd never seen a Jordana Brewster movie before. And didn't she date Derek Jeter? Like, I feel like that's why yeah. I knew who she was. Or, no, she... Yeah, and Minka Ke- she's like a Minka Kelly to me. Yeah, everyone oh, who was hot did, yes. went, went through Jeter's dick at some point. Yeah. A hundred percent. Jeter's dick was the name of his bar. That has nothing to do with dating him. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pint of Jeter's dick. 
I don't know what I'm saying. Edit that you know, out. The, actually, the at the very end yeah. of the movie, the alien leaves a care package for all the uh, yeah, all the assigned Yankees, assigned Yankees hat. hat. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine Hilarious. like hooking up with Derek Jeter? First of all, you're in like his beautiful apartment overlooking, I'm sure. Yeah. Some some waterway. Whether he was in oh, Jersey or he lives or on New the York. Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, on top of the thing in the middle. Uh-huh. On top. He's right up there. Yeah. And uh, could you imagine just like hooking up with him and him being like, well, here's like a signed autographed baseball. Like you got to fuck Derek Jeter and oh, you get signed. Oh, he's not the signed. one who says it. Some like butler named Jeeves. <laughs> Wait, Except, he, uh, hello, madam. Give you st- he gives you stuff after you fuck him? This yeah, that's like- what, that's the joke. It's every, the New York Post had a pro- the New York Post had a cover page because he didn't realize he had fucked the same girl twice. So she got no. the same care package. It's like a, a gift basket. It's like a gift basket. basket. Like so, when you Honestly, fuck. Not, by the way, how nice is that? What a gentleman! I am. <laughs> I actually feel like I haven't been romanced in a minute. You know, like real romance. I feel extremely swept off my feet with the thought. I actually think it's genius because it's almost like making a girl sign an NDA. Like, here's a nice thing I'm going to give you, so that when you walk out of here, you never say anything negative about me. Think mm-hmm. about it. It's kind of great. And you don't hear anything negative about this guy. I think the worst thing that he ever did, which I think was the best thing he ever did, was date Mariah Carey. Like, to him, oh, yes. that was shame. And that was, like, tabloid fair. But every other girl he dated, Cameron Diaz, probably <gasps> fucked Jordana Brewster and gave her a lovely gift basket. I just think it's funny uh-huh. that, like, the girl he settled down with was this, like, smoke and Sports Illustrated swimsuit model cover. And it's, like, it's almost like that was the, he goes, okay, yeah, this one's good enough. Okay, That's finally, I'm, I'm done. Because he retired. Yeah. He was he ready retired. It was like, yeah, she's hot. Because I remember seeing, I, I saw her on the cover, and I was like, I think she's the hottest one they've ever had on Sports Illustrated. And I think he was, too, like, okay, yeah, she's, she'll do. She's <laughs> this it. one. Well, you, you know who did that, too? Speaking of Happy Gilmore is, um, oh, my God, is it Pete Sampras? The, the tennis player who married yeah, he, the teacher from Happy Gilmore did the same thing, where he yeah. saw the movie, said, she's hot, I want to meet her, and they got married. It's like a, a catalog. I love it. I think it's I great. Again, it. I'm all for it. Do you think if we were in movies that would have happened to us, like which celebrity would have been like that Michelle Collins? My, 100% Louis Anderson. And then we would just get brunch. <laughs> and then I'd be like, I can't believe that the one guy who picked me was just getting brunch. He doesn't even want to marry me. <laughs> he, ne- getting- he never makes a move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we had the bottomless best time. mimosa Louis. I'm so mad at him all the time. I'm like... Literally, may he rest in peace. One of the nicest guys ever, by the way. So that's why I felt safe bringing him up. Um, also, the gift basket couldn't even lift it on the way out. So much stuff in that basket. You have no idea. It was actually Louis for Louie, not- it was just a picnic basket. It wasn't a gift basket. <laughs> It was uh, Yogi Bear. I had Bear's a Yogi Bear hat on. Yeah. <laughs> Signed. Um, all right. So this movie, let's talk about it a little bit, Dan. Yeah. So we'll open. Uh, we open with, you know, the typical like dickhead high school football coach Robert Patrick yelling at everybody. Robert Patrick always a great dick. You know, no, and a, a different type of dick. He's a different type of dick in this. He's a different type of dick in the Peacemaker. Different type of dick in Terminator. Uh, Terminator Two. But the big opening is oh, we forgot. BB B. Newworth is in this. Did oh we God, BB Newworth. You said Newworth. You said BB. Oh, okay. BB is the high school principal, and uh, she is then attacked by Robert Patrick, who stabs her in the hand. She tries to exit, and then Miss Olsen, played by Piper Laurie, who fans of our show may remember is Carrie's mom, mm-hmm. she uh, ends up killing B.B. Newworth uh, in front of everyone, so we realize, uh, not in front of him, in front of Robert Patrick, so we realize the faculty is evil and it's being corrupted. Well, you're missing the point about Robert Patrick when they start. He's being a dick. He turns around and he goes, what do you want? And then you realize someone sort of took over 
his yeah. persona, his body, his mind, all of this. And it is not, we're not dealing with the same coach at this point. This is like Dawson's Creek invasion yes. of the bat- body snatchers. Like if they combined invasion of the body snatchers. It is invasion. And, and they even talk about that in the movie. Cleo Duvall is like a huge horror movie fan and sci-fi and all this. And so she's talking about it. So there's that plot that you're kind of like. But then with the late nineties, there was always a character that had to be like, I'm the movie buff. Well, because yeah. of Scream, because of, of what was it, Jamie Kennedy and yeah. Scream? Yeah. Because you knew like three fucking movies. Are you not a big, are you a big horror fan, Michelle, or no? Not even at all. In fact, to figure out what film for us to watch for this podcast was really hard. And I'm actually such a wuss that I was texting a friend last night going, oh, I got to go to bed. I have to watch this movie for this podcast. Should I watch it now? And he was like, watch it in the morning. So I was too afraid to watch this idiot movie at nighttime. That is like what a child I am. And I watched it at eight o'clock this morning. And were you ever scared once during this movie? Not even once. I mean, yeah. no, this is a kid's, this is a kid's film. And, you know, actually, there are very few horror movies that have truly frightened me, but I always feel like I'm going to see Insidious and see, like, one of the demons and then yeah. one day have a dream and, it, you know, portal to hell. I mean, you get it. I just think that one day it's going to come back when I least expect it. So I, I fear for my subconscious is basically what it is. Right. Yeah, the I scariest movie is... about, moment of, thing about this movie is that Harvey Weinstein produced it. I mean, that's the scariest <laughs> thing. Is literally trying to figure out the... who fucked him to get in this movie. Yeah. Genuinely, I said the Miramax opening was when I screamed. When it said Miramax, I went, oh my God, Miramax, jump scare. Couldn't believe it. Because you haven't seen that, re- what, in like 15 years? And at the time, that was because I, not, this is like the worst thing I'll say, but in the 90s, I loved cinema. Like, I loved a movie, not horror and not sci-fi, but like, just loved a little independent film. So I love Miramax movies, of course. And to me, oh my God, the Weinstein brothers, you know, Tarantino, all of that stuff. I mean, it was so um, exciting. So it's funny how things can turn on a dime like that, isn't it? It is, actually. I mean, from a, considering from a that he was raping <laughs> yeah. people for... Yeah. yeah, It's funny. If you rape 80 women, it'll yeah. turn on a dime. <laughs> it's just yeah. like that. I can't listen to the Cosby <laughs> theme anymore, either. It's like... My favorite workout makes all the different Cosby things done. Just he all the should have been in this movie. Do, 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 oh. do, 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 do. Like doing squats. Oh, I'm on the stairmaster. kids' biology. Oh, the beats and the bumps. And the, that's my, oh, that's oh, my God. School. <laughs> okay, so, so I want to talk things. for a okay, second yeah. about Robert Patrick, just as like an actor, because I know you... And I love that you have a thing for him because he was in The Sopranos and that's the one time you actually see him playing low status. Like he's very vulnerable. He's kind of this fuck up. He's got a gambling problem. I think he ends up dying. Spoiler alert. No, he does. He goes insane. (gasps) Okay. You mentioned it off screen. They were like, oh, he went to a mental institution. I mean, he's so good. So if you want to see Robert Patrick, like being a sweet baby. He's the guy who's got the gambling problem and has to give Tony a sports store. He owns a sporting store. And Tony just like fucking throws him up against the wall and shit like that. And Meadow is best friends with his son. They're like performing together. He like plays music. on um, Nip Tuck. The son was? Yeah. And Meadow Soprano bringing up Jamie Lynn Siegler and I used to do community theater on Long Island together. No kidding. I'm not going to say we shared a bed, but we had many a slumber party. Look at Michelle I put, like, trying to put that like, I'm, 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 what's my fake impressed face? <laughs> I, is that what I like? Wait, let me try it again. What? Wait, community theater? Unbelievable. I can't get her. You're such a, what a star, kids. It's crazy. The things you've done. She was, she's about one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. She is. She is such, because I've interviewed her as well. She could not be sweeter and given, you know, that she's had some fame. 
you wouldn't know meeting her. She's very sweet. Mm-mm. She was always like the nicest, nice loveliest family. Yeah. Yeah. I love, well, I mean, I, I feel like, like also you, and we can cut this out if you want to talk about it. You have a Josh Hartnett story. I do. No, leave it in. Leave good. it in. Okay, I can't we'll believe talk. you remember that story. It's one oh of my, my God. Well, you're friends with Julia Stoss. I know this because I did your show, or we were on the same show, and Julia was there, and we hung out for a, yes. while, a little bit afterwards. That's right. Uh, yes, I've known Julia forever. We went to college together, shared a mutual, very dear friend, and then that friend left New York, so Julia and I became friends. Uh, and I actually saw her. She was at my show at Joe's Pub, what, two weeks ago. Another one of the nicest of all time. You know, just credit to the parents if you have a famous child who doesn't grow up to be an asshole. I, there's, I don't even know how. Think about how many unfamous people are assholes. Uh, what are the odds that a famous one would get through this without turning into a nightmare, right? I mean, Sarah, you know a lot well, of actors. She's a huge, yeah, and, and, and Julia Stiles, like, especially at this time, oh. like, when you met her, she was at, like, the height of her career like she was always so I don't know I just feel like anytime you looked at like a a movie coming out where it was like geared toward our generation she was the star and to not be an asshole knowing that there are people that had less of a career than she did or people you and I just fucking know that have no career the kindest and so talented and I I do love that she also kind of went away a little the Josh Hartnett of like Yes. He was super fucking good, successful, hot, was like, fuck you, Hollywood, I'm out, moved his family to, I think, Texas, and just came out in Oppenheimer. Come so back, you take the still... cool supporting roles. Come old, come back, get all the cool supporting roles. He's so yeah. hot in this, too, though. Oof. I, you know, it's Oof. funny. There are some people, I also knew nothing about Josh Hartnett, because there were almost, I never saw 40 Days and 40 Nights, never saw this. So I didn't know what well, I'm trying to think of one movie I would really know him from and I can't. Mm-hmm. And watching this this morning, I'm like, oh, I'm, I was mad at myself for not having seen it when mm-hmm. he was famous, you know, because then yeah. I would have been like, and he's probably six, six. I mean, he's so big and he's just a man. I wanted to see him get with Fonka Johnson so badly in this movie. It was just the chemistry between those two. And I say this because Fonka's my height. So, of course, I, you know. Yeah. I'm like, there I am, even though she's like a supermodel, but hear me out. And I'm just watching her like slap him around. I'm going, this is, this should be in every movie is where like some big woman comes in and just kicks the shit out of the hot guy that's in the film. Like love all of that. Did it. they fuck? I, Did those characters fuck at one point? I think, I, I like to think that he fucked her when she was just the head on the, on the legs. 100%. On the I think legs. just the neck. I thought neck. It's funny you went yeah. Interest. That's like I mean, a good psychological test. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I I, either way, it was hot. It was real yeah. hot. That is hilarious. Um, but but you, he's very so you, hot knew, and... you knew him. I did not know him. No, let's not. Let's not. Uh, I'll say one thing about Robert Patrick though, that I'm dying to say, which is that uh, how you know that I was a broken teenager is when I saw, for example, when I saw Titanic, I did not have a crush on Leo. I had a crush on Victor Garber. Right? I was like, oh my god, who's the captain? Like, I'm not being funny. I saw it was like. That old gray-haired captain is amazing. Okay, of you course do love now, a silver fox. You do love a silver love fox. a silver fox. And when I saw T two, it was not Eddie Furlong that did it for me. I had such a crush on Robert and T one thousand. To me, like that whole cop with the metal arms, and he's another wasp, like a real wasp head on that one too. I that is so kind of British looking. That is just as they say, right up my street. So I was very happy to see Robert. And I Googled him uh, while watching the film, battled alcoholism for a long time, and now has come out the other side of that. But I didn't realize that he had like a troubled life like that, and it made me feel bad for him. But he's been married a long time, and 
Yeah, he seems like just a lovely guy from everything I was reading. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm always happy to see him. Do you know what I mean? Like when he was in The Peacemaker and he plays such a dick in The Peacemaker. Like yeah. you again, you he always people put him on lists and Johnny like, Cash's dad, who's like I miss, right. your, I miss your I miss your I miss your murdered cotton gin brother. That's all <laughs> character. That's that. basically. I miss your brother. The he's guy like you're worthless. By cotton gin. You're a piece of shit. That's the whole role. No, he's no. great in it. He's great in in uh, <laughs> Walk the Line. He's fabulous. No, in every movie and and in this movie, no la- still very scary but handsome and sexy oh. in the scary. By Give the way. Eye. Hottest fucking cast, including Elijah Wood and the guy from Seinfeld, like who plays oh, the teacher. Mister, you're gonna tell me about? Excuse me, Mister Gruber, not Gruber. I wrote it down too. Wait, it, Mister Kruger. Seeing Mister Kruger there with the sip of his coffee, was I, the actor, I was in heaven. Was the actor Daniel Von Bargen. Daniel Von Bargen. That's oh Paventa, our producer. Oh hi. You know that's a great Jewish last name, Von Bargen. I wish that was. I wish it was Michelle Von Bargen. Would you could be, like, really be. Me at the outlets. <laughs> Girl, where that man at? I gotta find him. I gotta find him just for the name. Uh, a hilarious actor, by the way, and he did look good in it. You're right. He's got he a Richard great. Jenkins thing going on. He's like a poor man's Richard Jenkins. He really is. You're right. Nobody but, cares. Who cares? Okay, go on. <laughs> no, but like I found like the entire with him and Piper Laurie being like the old people. I'm like they mm-hmm. still could get it. <laughs> like what Piper Laurie with, looks like Josh. What happened with Josh Hartnett? Michelle? Oh yes. Okay, Dan is so good. You have to keep me on track because I'm like, anyway, about Same. enough about the Yankees. <laughs> uh, so this is a quick story, but, and I can't say how, actually I did not get this through Julia. Funny, I cannot throw Julia under the bus with this story. I was with another friend of mine and we were going through her phone because she worked in the business as well. This was probably 15 years ago. We're on a train. I don't remember where. And I see the name Josh H. And she's like, that's Josh Hartnett. Now I, I must've known him from something. Obviously I knew who he was. And I said, let's call Josh Hartnett. So with my phone, I dial the number. And of course, I'm like, he's never going to pick up because I don't pick up any unknown number. It's like, and he's famous. Like, why the hell would he pick up some number? Anyway, I call him. Ring, ring. And we're like shaking. We're laughing, you know. <laughs> it picks up. He goes, hello. Like so fast. Like, oh, like that. Not even hello. And then I got so nervous because I didn't expect, I didn't have a plan. Like I, we we're just calling him. I was like, he's never and I went, um, hi. I put on a fake voice as though he would know my real voice. We've never met. <laughs> I, like, my Wait, what was, was the like, fake voice? I'll do. It was, um, I remember I said, um, hi, is Elizabeth there? That's what I said. Hi, is Elizabeth there? And he went, no. Like he was, he was very serious. He seemed fine. And I went, oh, sorry, wrong number. And we hung up and I lost two years of my life. Truth be told, it will die two years sooner. I did not expect him to pick up. I'm sorry if he hears this. I'm sorry we fucked with you that day, but yes, I did talk to him once on the phone. It's really the end of that story. I love it. You do a great Josh Hartnett impression. Hello. Is SNL hiring for um, oh. this season? Let's get well, Michelle, I don't Michelle think... books SNL just with her Josh Based Hartnett on that. impression. That was it. <laughs> and it's because I look so much like him. It's not even the voice. They're like identical bone structure. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, no, uh, let's, let's get to the, uh, the, 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 the movie. The movie. Uh, we, 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 uh, we open with the film six protagonists. Uh, which are Elijah Wood, play, but, uh, who's playing Casey Connor. The nerd. The dedicated but perpetually klutzy and harassed geek photographer. Why does every geek have to be klutzy? Have you noticed that? Like, well, they're every- dumb, and they wear glasses, and they're like, ooh. Oh, my feet and penis don't work. You know, like it's always that, like, what's going on? Things are changing. The spiteful uh, Delilah prophet, Jordana Brewster. Ugh. Um, 
who's the paper's editor-in-chief slash head cheerleader, her mistreated boyfriend, Stan Rosado, uh, which is uh, played by Sean Hatosi, you can see on Animal Kingdom now. He's great. Uh, He's another, like, 90s, late 90s. He's, like, the jock that doesn't want to be the jock. He's, like, the Emilio Estevez in in Breakfast Club. Yes. Uh, Zeke Tyler is Josh Hartnett, who's, like, the rebellious student who keeps flunking out and he sells drugs and people aren't really sure what drugs they are. It looks like meth it's and like, he's a super a senior. Yeah, even though it's supposed to be ecstasy, it's like, it's a weird thing. Um, so eventually we're doing like the breakfast club of horror with all these yeah. characters. Yeah, and then, different um, types. Oh, and then the, the, the girl that would be... Yes, um, uh, I have it right now. She Clea loved Duvall. doing this movie. Clea, Clea Duvall. Yeah, who said this was yeah. her favorite movie to make. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was just... I, they, I guess they filmed it all at night and they just they just had a blast the whole time. Um, I guess it Harvey like wasn't on set. Acting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like... like- can, can we just say before, this is the most, me and Sarah were saying this watching this, this is the most needlessly violent high school. Like, yes. they open on this, there's a couple in this that is like our runner, and they beat the fuck out of each other. The whole, like, I'm, she slams him and punches him, he pushes her back, dark town. and it's like supposed to be like, and that's the comedic relief, this is even before the aliens are taking people over. Yeah, it's I literally couple go... Sli- I said so much violence in my notes. What is going on here? Unnecessary violence. They're more violent as people than they are as aliens. I loved when they were aliens. I said, what polite, non-violent aliens. <laughs> they were really not even aliens. They were just big shrimp. I mean, it's a, they were just shrimp yeah. with a they vengeance. Were. That should have been the name of the movie. They were a couple prawns. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they, they really could have called like this like, like killer shrimp. Killer high school shrimp. That's what should have. Mm-hmm. That's what should have been the whole. I do Killer love when sprints. people were revealed, though. Like when they do the pen thing, and they're like, "You both take it," and you realize, like at that point, everybody pretty much is. Was everybody? We'll talk about it. Like we'll get there, mm-hmm. but yeah. I think in the end, it kind of took over everyone in the. Town. Everyone had it except Josh. Josh was not. Josh infected. is the only one who doesn't get it. Oh, um, he's so hot. And Elijah I Wood almost that. almost gets it, but then he doesn't. Oh, uh, yeah. They find they find uh, well, Casey finds a strange creature in the grass, and that's the shrimp that Michelle's talking about. Takes it to science teacher Mister Furlong, played by John Stewart. Ah, oh, New Jersey's another... own. I love that John Stewart so much. He's so, you know what he's a good actor because sometimes when these comedians cross over, he's not known for his acting work. I don't even I can't think of him in another film. He was in this and like <laughs> Death to Smoochie and um, Big Daddy. Uh, Big yeah. Daddy, yeah, he had like a moment. Oh, and he's then a he dick in Big Daddy. No, he's not. He's a nice. He's dude. The, no, he's like the roommate. Yeah, but he's he ends no, up being no, the he, real father. No, no, he's like the real father at the end. Yeah. Oh, I watched a different Big Daddy. I guess we saw we saw Tiny Daddy. Remember that movie, Tiny Daddy? It was so cute with little John Stewart. He was so mean in it. He was a baby. <laughs> he's so cute though, John. We love him. Yes, he we he's miss the best. him. Yeah, Tiny Daddy. Tiny Daddy. That sounds like such a fun. That's what I would go it, by if I was like an older rich gay guy in the West Village. Like, just call me Tiny Daddy. <laughs> yeah, they would love that. There's ten Tiny Daddies right. You'd need a new one, like Tiny Daddy the Third. Micro They're like, Daddy. we already got two Micro Tiny Daddies Daddy. here. Yeah, <laughs> daddy. Um, yeah, so he brings this up, uh, this shrimp. They've never seen it before. Like, they're excited this may be a new, like, discovery. But the whole school is like, you can see the teachers are starting to, you know, kind of like go after each other. Um, 
you know, as far as like what's going on in the high school group before this, Jordana Brewster and the guy from Animal Kingdom, they seem to be on their way to a breakup. Um, because he wants to give up sports and yeah. focus on his studies. And she's like, no, I'm a cheerleader. You're the jock. You're the captain of the football team. This is what happens. I'm going to say that I actually think she was very poorly cast in this. Yeah. I did not buy for a second, A, that she was even a cheerleader. There was nothing. She was as goth as Clea Duvall in this, basically, like wearing jeans and bands. I didn't understand that at Tommy all. Tommy Hilfiger. Oh, jeans. that's true. Now, you're right, actually. <laughs> Terrible actress. I'll say it. I mean, just not believable. And also, just did not feel like, I, I didn't see the chemistry with Elijah. I didn't really get it with her. I always I thought know. Elijah was, was gay until this movie, and then I realized, oh, he's married with kids. I had no oh, idea. no, he's just, he's got just a beautiful face. He's so pretty. Beautiful, big, open eyes. He's really just, I love him. Like, Eternal oh. Sunshine, uh, him and that with Kirsten Dunst. I'm like, two little baby actors. Beautiful, big, open favorite... eyes can be describing someone beautiful or repulsive. If, well, like, with big, open eyes, you could be like, oh, yeah, that's either the most beautiful person I've ever met, or just like, he's in back of a DMV. You know, yeah, yeah. Just well, with eat, Elijah, though, like Mitch and I are like, Sorry. yeah, I'm right. like, I, both work for me. In Elijah's case, they're so welcoming. They're like just two big azul pools. You know, I I love them. Have you ever he's, seen the movie Avalon? I'm sure no, you haven't. I have not. I, it's from 1990, and he's a little baby boy. I think it's his first movie in it with Aidan Quinn and uh, oh God, Kevin Pollack. But it's a, it's actually a great movie about uh, this Jewish family that moves, I think, to Baltimore. And opens a furniture shop. It's really Armin Mueller stall. Any stall heads out there? I know I am. It's great. And he is so effing cute in it. Those eyes stayed the same size from when he was three to now. Like the, the balls have not grown. No, no. When he was born, it was just eyes and a little umbilical cord. <laughs> he was like Monsters, Inc. It was two huge eyes and a pair of legs. And Dang God bless him. Yeah. Well, at, at one point, Elijah Wood and Jordana Brewster, I'm just not going to even use their real names. Mm. They're... Uh, they somehow notice um, they're in the faculty lounge and they get pushed into the closet. I forget why. But they noticed Salma Hayek, uh, who plays the school's nurses, who is not wearing a lot of makeup in this movie, but still looks gorgeous. Sexy. Like, just, well, she's like, like 25 in it. Yeah. Think about it. Like, she's probably very young. Yeah. So like they, they essentially attack her. They attack uh, Salma Hayek. They put this, uh, they, they stab her with, I guess an egg or whatever the fuck it is. And now you know that she's turned. They start to run off. Um, and then they, you know, look back and now Salma, Salma Hayek is an alien too. You're just immediately. It's an weird alien. though. They go like in their ears. Don't they like put their yeah. tongues in? And then they. We're, we're missing another character though. Uh, the, the Southern girl that shows up, the new oh, student. Yeah. And like she's, she's essential there. Essential to the plot. Essential she, to the plot. She, she, um, yeah, she's she's fine. She should have played the cheerleader, honestly. I would have been more believable. They should have swapped roles, frankly, those two. It is... You're absolutely right. Jordana Brewster, there's also another thing that happens that is very late 90s, early aughts in any of these kinds of films where yeah. she's gorgeous, but then they put glasses on her and no one will recognize her. And that uh, happens. By the way, she does look bad in glasses. I hate to say it, but seeing her, I was like, oh... I don't know. She just, I, I really, I'm going to say something. Cause I, again, had never seen a film with her in it. And I knew that she was like the hot girl during that time. Like along with what Jennifer Love Hewitt, like who were those girls mm -hmm. that were in the late nineties? I just did not get it at all. I, I mean, she's a pretty girl, but I just was like, there's 
no, nothing is jumping off the screen for me. With I wasn't her. Am that, I crazy to say yeah, that? I wasn't that into it either. Yeah. For whatever reason. I've never really nothing. seen her. I mean, Minka Kelly, I can say Friday Night Lights. She's great in Euphoria. I mean, Fast and Furious is huge. Well, uh, but yeah. I've never uh, seen I've one. I've never seen one. Isn't and I funny? don't care to. Yeah, I don't. Why would I want to see that movie? Oh, I don't I think you guys are the demo. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't think you two are. I don't think they're like, how can we get Michelle Collins and Sarah Alaco? <laughs> To yeah. the opening premiere of The Rock driving a new crazy car through space. <laughs> well, they put Ludacris. Ludacris, and if they put Mercury Milan's in it, I may see it. If, they, if there was like a Mercury in Fast and the Furious, I would probably go to the theater. But if not, At this point, how are you not gifted a Mercury Milan every time because, girl, you travel? Girl, they were discontinued 13 years ago. <gasps> Hello? It's the 13-year anniversary of Mercury's being discontinued. So you can't... I always joke, the only place that you can see Mercury's is in Tampa. They all went to Tampa to die. And it's sad. Are you going any like little town in Florida? That's where all the Mercuries are crawling around. And they look great. So Elijah Wood freaks out. He gets his parents, one of one of which is Shooter McGavin, to the school to be like, hey, these guys, you know, these, these teachers are all killing each other. There's something going on. Um, and then the cops, it's so fast. The co- he brings the cops, but then the cop, like the aliens are just like, hey, can you, officer, can you just come with me into the other room? And then you do, and then you hear like a rustle, and then you know the alien took over the cop. B.B. Newworth, still principal, possessed at this point. Yeah, she's possessed. You can get murdered as much as you, like, destroyed as a human, but you'll come back totally normal as an alien. And you look gorgeous. 100%. She still looks great. She looks great. You know, I had a friend who worked with her. Let's gossip about B.B. Newworth. Let's talk. I had a friend who worked with her, and they used to call her biggest bitch Newworth. Because she was so mean to everyone. That's some good That's gossip. That's what the B&B she's, she's quite good, so it doesn't surprise she me. She is good. She's fun to see in a movie like this. You know, you always ask, like, why don't they work more? Or why haven't she they... She gets killed, like, three times in this movie, too. She's great. No, she's great. So she's, like, the hot principal in charge. And you have... Um, at this point, Jordana Brewster has fled and is in hiding. And then dons the spectacles if you will Mm. and now we're in a place where students are starting to notice things are weird the john stewart the i think something happens what do they drop on the shrimp and then it like dissolves and that's how they realize the powder the drug the drop the drug yep the josh hartnett meth yes to see the heart meth i'm ruining the plot for dan i'm no it's fine i mean look this this if you know any Invasion of the Body Snatchers movie, it's the same thing where it's like, it's almost the whole cast gets taken over eventually. So is it's the music good in this? That, but yeah, the so, mu- music is like very 90s, it feels like. And you said to me when we were watching it, wow, is this what made Usher a singer? And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, this was, that's interesting. Right? Because he's like, no, he was, was this? Before this? I said it was before this, but this was like, remember when, and we can look at Ludacris being in Fast and Furious movies. You had just a little bit of clout as a singer, and then you could be an actor. No fucking problem. Uh, he was good in it. He's great. It's eventually these six starting to realize that, you know, the aliens are in town. Uh, the big reveal is when Jon Stewart's character, they find out he's an alien. They end up cutting his fingers off. They put this solution, and it's the drugs that Josh Hartnett is selling. So it's either MDMA or crystal meth or whatever the fuck. They stab it in John Stewart's eye, and then he like like they do this with like aliens and robots, where they just have like white fuzz come out. Um, it's just supposed to be like they're not human, you know? Right, right. It's like a white powdery, uh, bubbly substance that yeah, and they is have no idea. Soda. Thank they have you. no idea whether or not you know. 
they have no idea who's an alien. So they end up going then to Josh Hartnett's place, who then, like, not isn't just a drug dealer, but he's a drug, he's like, you know, a drug Walter maker. White. He's a drug yeah. maker. He's a drug manufacturer. And they recreate the scene from The Thing where um, they have to test out, everyone has to take the drugs in front of him. Lo and behold, uh, Jordana Brewster takes the drugs, freaks out. This move, this whole scene is really weird because it's very like, this is a very pre-Columbine scene because it's just a bunch of high school kids pointing a gun at each other the whole time. Like, oh, that's yeah. right, there is a gun. Yeah, this was like, and I, I checked, it's like a year before Columbine. I'm like, this would have been made. Is this what inspired? Columbine was in 99 because I was yeah. a freshman in college. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I was in the trench coat mafia. Uh, <laughs> I know. It, I like that I just aged myself. I just want everyone to know that's, but I was a year younger than everyone in case they're doing the math. Go on. Right, and I was saying? everybody else's age in this movie because I'm a year older than Mish. Really kind of two years because I was born in 1978. Yeah, I don't yeah. Uh, and so when you're, I'm 81. I'm 81. Just I want to get it on the record. Oh, well, listen, I mean, uh, but you're so <laughs> smart that you got pushed up a grade. Is that what happened? That's literally you, what I am get... so big. My joke is that I was so, they say it's because I'm smart, but I was in the first grade. I'm telling you, it was so big that they were like, please get her out of here. We need her. Put her in the second grade. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like somebody of somehow Clea Duvall, who's like the goth chick in this and her whole it's like a will they won't they with the jock because Jordana Brewster yeah. and her bring up. Which, again, Breakfast Club, the jock and the weirdo get together. Uh, she somehow knows like, oh, if you kill the queen, you can kill all of them. Like they're just using tropes. This whole thing. They're using like tropes from other horror movies. There's no science. No, they're in a science not. lab twice, but it's mostly just like every single trope, you know, like, mm-hmm. the, yeah. Like, it's like the alien version of Scream with Trips. So they've got to find, you know, who the queen is. That that takes them back to the school. Um, at this point, Jordana's an alien. And uh, and they assume it's the principal, and it's yeah. not. And then they assume mm-hmm. it's maybe the football coach, and it's not. Yeah, because they kill B.B. Newart. They shoot her in the fucking head, which is intense as fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then what happens now is you still have the new girl, the Southern new girl, who's the pretty blonde that's like very nice to everyone. Josh Hartnett at this point, Clea Duvall and Elijah Wood. Are mm-hmm. those the last three standing at this point? Uh, it, that Yeah. Well, what they have the football guy goes and checks out um, the football kid. The jock checks out Robert Patrick. He's turned. There's a scene where they realize he's turned. This movie, there's like three things that happens in this movie. It's, like the all mm. our six, like our blue, our our, our our Scooby-Doo mystery machine group is only really together for one scene. And then everybody turns. Um, they quickly become these shrimp aliens. They become the shrimp aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um, so the end of the, uh, you know, they realize somehow they realize the drug can, can, you know, kill these aliens. Fom could turn. She ends up becoming like they blow her up, and then she's just like a head with legs. That you know, Josh Hartnett fucks. Chased by the mm-hmm. fucking football the team. That's all. And I mean, the the message I guess that they're trying to do here is that once they become aliens, they're all really nice to each other, and they're just very uniform. Um, but when they're not aliens, they're just like the worst fucking kids imaginable. And that's what mm-hmm. you and I were talking about. We were like, at the end of this movie. Did I think Elijah Wood became an alien? Like at this point, I think he could not conquer them. And the reason why everything is sunny and happy and beautiful is because they are aliens. Like they came in to invade. Uh, that was make... wondering about that. Yeah, and I so think... I looked it up. I don't think that's true. Apparently, oh, that's not <laughs> true. No, because they killed the head roach. They killed they the killed, queen shrimp. Yeah, who the, ends the up southern, being the southern bell turns into the queen. The southern bell. And I'm going to say this. You know, 1998 was a long time. It was 25 years ago, which is hard to say out loud, but it's fact. Oh. And 
When I think back to CGI in the 90s, the first movie, I think of two things. And I wonder if we think of the same films. Actually, let's go around because I have them in my head. What's like the one or two CGI movies you think of in the 90s that like had a moment or where the CGI was something that people talked about? Late 90s? I mean, Jurassic Park, obviously. Clearly, that's not one. Titanic, I would think. Uh, not so much CGI because they did build the girl. They built that boat. That's I was going to say Jumanji had some of the worst CGI. That was like the first <laughs> CGI and it was horrible CGI. And then remember Godzilla where they, it was so bad that they had to add rain to the whole movie to like distract the viewers from seeing how shitty the effects were. <laughs> I didn't were. know that. They added <gasps> I didn't rain. know that. They added rain oh through the whole film God. because it was like, we can't release it without rain. Like we have to have something in here that just like blurs the screen the whole time. Um, make a long story short. Godzilla, it's like let's 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 make Ma- Matthew Broderick and Hank Azaria take on. It's just the I know those two. It's so Jewish, I know. It's um, but yeah, but I was going to say that the um, the CGI was not bad in this movie actually for 1998. I was. It's not great, but I actually thought it was passable. I thought, okay, this isn't horrendous. It's not Polar Express, you know. Right. No, I, I agree. I think it was, I think there was only, the only moment I went, <gasps> and I thought of you, Mish, and I'm like, oh yeah. no, this is, maybe this is scary. Polar Express Warner. was actually Robert Patrick's nickname on Stephet when he would go to the bathroom. Because he had a drug problem. He's just, All right, okay. I'm sorry, guys. You know what? You gotta edit that one out. Forget. You gotta Spaventa, cut that one out, Dan. You're gonna cut <laughs> that. All right, so the best is- Leave it in. Friend. Leave it in. Dan Someone will friend. get it. Dan Someone loves will get to it. ask questions to all of our guests. And so some of these questions, do you want to start? Let me well, start. Well, I'll we start. have to finish the movie first. About the Did movie we? or just like? Well, the, at the very end, they killed the queen. And, Who's the uh, southern girl? At the, at the very end, Josh Hartnett's a jock now. The goth and the jock are together. Jordana Brewster is dating Elijah Wood. Everything is good. Apparently, there's a scene where you see Jon Stewart's alive again, but he has no fingers, which is hilarious because Fomke Jansen, they literally blow her whole fucking body up, and she comes yes. back at the end looking beautiful. And for Stewart, they're like, yeah, let's just still give him an eye patch. Fuck it. Yeah. And actually, I was mad that when she came back after they blew her head off, she was back to being nerdy because then she did have a moment with Josh, yeah. and I thought, shouldn't she at least be like somewhere in the middle? Like, don't bring her all the way back to school, Mar. Like, you know, have her fall yeah. somewhere more central. I, I still think those characters fucked. Like, I think that I was a lot I of hope the they sexual did. tension. I pray Let that the actors fucked. Like, for I real. I pray they did. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd love to see the behind the scenes on that. Yeah, who was your crew in high school? Did you have, were you, you weren't the goth person. You weren't the school no. paper Mish, person, right? the goth. No. Mish, Can you imagine? Yeah, I had were you a theater, moment. Are you a theater like lady? A uh, so my high school, I went to a public high school in Miami, North Miami Beach High School. So we had a theater department, but it wasn't actually a real theater department. So yeah. I was actually like heavily involved in speech and debate. That was my thing. So I would travel. I could see that. Yeah, I would, but not, I was still doing acting things. It, this is so dorky that you made a huge mistake asking me this question. It was called <laughs> forensics. So it was like dramatic interpretation, humorous interp. So I would still do plays and acting, but it was just me. Like I would do five characters my number one competitor in high school was josh gad and he would always be me josh gad that's real i heard that. he was not my crew he's not my nick, crew you know yeah. nick turner said this that josh gad would kill at all these forensics debates did he, he had like one monologue where at the very end of it he would just realize uh he would reveal that the the little girl in the holocaust story told was his grandmother and no one could beat him 
Like that was like oh, the, do you, do you remember like the, the little girl drop moment for the whole like it was like and that woman was my grandmother and uh. everyone was like what I, like I just like oh my god he did it you know I'll say I gotta tell you this about him was First that your all, story he stole Michelle he stole my <laughs> Holocaust story like- <laughs> and I'm I'm ready yes uh no that must have been senior year because he was a year behind me so. My senior year, he did uh, Marty the movie with Ernest, the oh, Ernest Borgnine yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Josh is a bigger boy. And so he would get on stage and play the saddest fat man ever. And you couldn't <laughs> beat him. It was just like, how can I beat the saddest fat man of all time who like can't get laid? And he was so good at it. Honestly, he's an incredible actor. Like, give the guy credit. There's a reason he's successful. But he's a, he's uh, a delight. Yeah. He's a very nice guy, but that was like, it, it could not beat him. And I think I did, my senior year, I did Sunset Boulevard or something. You know, some old lady thing. Who knows? Norma Desmond. I mean, I looked 100, so it made sense. But um, it's funny that Nick Turner did that. I wanted to bring up one line from the film. You just, a memory stirred when you said Holocaust. Because there was a line that bothered me in the movie that I wrote down. And then we can get back to my crew. By the way, I did have friends in high school as well. Uh, you know. My my friends. I mean, you also I were you? on the prom court, the, weren't you? I was like, homecoming. Yes, homecoming. With, and, and say who else was on that, place. Michelle? More famous than Josh Gad? No, he. Okay, hold on. Wait, Sarah. Hold on. I know who you're. Does Dan know who this is? I don't no. think he does. Oh my God, you're gonna shit. He's gonna really lose his mind. He was not on the homecoming court. My senior year at NMB. I got second place to the captain of the cheerleading team, Sharon Walker. God bless. Where is she today? We don't know. Who is that? And oh, well. no, I, that's not who the famous person is. No. <laughs> but there was a guy on the football team. So he was not uh, on the court, but on. But our football team did not ever compete. I didn't, I didn't even know we had a team until I ran for court as a joke. And then halfway through this joke, I became so serious about winning. <laughs> like this started off as like, I'm, let's do it. I'm going to run for it. And then I had full campaigns. Like I was like, I'm getting it. <laughs> One of the best things I've ever done. Dan and listeners and Sarah, Sarah knows. Do you remember when there was a huge story out of Miami of a man who ate another man's face? Oh, yeah. The face eater was on the football team with me (laughs) at North Miami Beach High School. And I remember he had a name like, I think it was like Jean Baptiste or Jean Pierre was his last name, something like that. But his nickname was Bath Salts. That's what you guys would call him. (laughs) We used to call him um, Old Salty. We were like, it's all salty here. And he was there. No, I didn't know him, obviously. We didn't know each other because it was a human. We had 800 kids in our graduating class. So, like, we, you know, too many. It was like going to nine Costco's every day. Um, but, but yeah, he was the most famous alum. He beat me in the mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was part of the crew. Um, <laughs> so, what are your other questions for her, Dan? Um, well, I had one other question, which Go on. I, had, I, had, I had. my I have a conspiracy about this movie. Is this a sequel to Happy Gilmore? Is like the shooter <laughs> afterwards. He's like, you know what? I'm just gonna raise a family because he's a he's the same character in this. He's the same character in a lot of things. He's wearing the same jacket. Quick question. Oh, I know, I know the line that bothered me. I'm sorry to because okay. I realized I didn't say it, but it's relating to Elijah Wood. At one point, they're talking about when he and Claire Duvall are talking about Invasion of the Body Snatchers. He says something along the lines of, it's in the fiction section, like Schindler's List. And the Oh, okay. I remember that. It's so and, bizarre. It's and crazy. it was so weird that they said that because with the uh, insinuation, because I actually rewound it to listen back to it. And if I don't remember the exact wording of it, 
but they made it sound as though Schindler's List was a fictional story, which it wasn't. It was a true story. So I don't understand of all. And also, why would you reference a Holocaust movie? It's like of all the movies to reference about being fictional and true. I, I, it bothered me. That stuck out to me. I, I didn't like it. I remember us saying it when that happened. I'm like, Jesus Christ, they just said that Schindler's List was like the Holocaust never happened, that it was fiction. It was really a weird moment. And like, is that like a it. joke? Because it's not a great joke. Well, it's, a, it's just a weird thing, too, because it was like produced by Jewish guys, right? So it's like... Was, I think Elijah's Jewish. This, yeah. He how is. Did this, I mean, everybody... Yeah, it's, it, it, there's a lot few people. What are you about to say? Dan was just about to say everyone in Hollywood is Jewish. No, I didn't how say dare. everyone. everyone in I said, no, I was bringing up the fact, hey, we were talking about... Uh, people in this oh, camp. We talking about Hagas area. No question. Uh, the so woman. He wasn't in the cast. The so young, yes, I'm anti-Semitic. The I young apologize. girl in Schindler's List in the red coat was that Josh that Gad's grandmother. <laughs> that the story? That's the story. He just he pulled it. That's how he won. He was like, my mom is. He's I like, mean, my and by the way, the, well, she dies in it. The girl in the red coat is my grandmother. He would open the piece doing a squeaky wheel noise from the wheelbarrow, and we were like, "What's that?" And we're like, "Oh my god, it's squeaky wheel." <laughs> From I always said the weirdest thing when we when people talk about Schindler's List, they're like, "Hey, look, say what you want about Arthur Schindler, quite the ladies' man." And I was like, "Is that really the first thing you're gonna?" Really? <laughs> Whoever said that? Yeah, Dan. What are you talking about? He cheated on his wife all the time. But so I, I want to like, know who has said that to you. I mean, this was like back, like when they were talking oh, about the movie yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut up, guys. Well, listen, Liam Neeson. I'll say the I'll say this about Liam Neeson is that um, Liam Neeson, hot as shit. I don't know what Oscar looks like, but. I hope that he's happy wherever he is knowing Liam was cast. My mother once saw Liam Neeson in a play uh, on Broadway where he got fully nude. And to this day, if you ever bring up Liam Neeson in front of my mom, her eyes will mattify. She'll stare off into space, just not focused on anything. And she'll say every time she'll go, that Mrs. Neeson is a very lucky lady. Like she'll always say that because he's so, apparently he's huge. Which, but then meanwhile, his was wife your mom died. behind the I ski accident? Say, did you push her like, yeah, down the hill? She's not that lucky, apparently. But um, but yeah, apparently he's hung like a damn horse. It doesn't so surprise me. Yeah, he also has oh he, Sorry, I'm covering Dan's mouth because he has a tendency <laughs> to shut the fuck up. You're pretty he, good on this episode. No, you've been good. All right. I love you so much. Sweet. Will we make it to four years? We'll see, Mish. We'll see. Aww, return uh, the ring. No, God forbid. God forbid. <laughs> return my, my anniversary ring. I bought myself a Catbird. <laughs> it's so tiny. I know. It's teeny, teeny, tiny. So cute. Um, so now I forgot what I was going to say, Dan. No, you were going to talk about Liam Neeson being... Um, yes. I was going to say he has two very handsome, age-appropriate <gasps> sons. Really? And they're, and they're Wait a minute. How is, is there anything as in not age appropriate? Well, no, because now they're, they're like, li- yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. now like they're not. Like 30. They're yeah. like in their late 20s, <gasps> early 30s. Really? Oh, are they actors? Like, yeah, the sons are like 60. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was like that. Are they well hung, young, age appropriate oh, actors? Because that's don't know. an interesting twist. Who's got, who's got the biggest hogs in Hollywood? It's uh, I mean, it's John Hill. Milton Berle. Milton Berle. <laughs> John Hill. <laughs> Milton Berle's dick is actually in a mausoleum on uh, in Hollywood Forever. You can go see it. <laughs> That's hilarious. A yeah, giant dong. A huge casket. He's standing up straight, but the dick is in a casket, and that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's uh, laying perfectly. Yes. <laughs> uh, biggest dong in Hollywood. John Hamm. John for sure. I guess you, Liam Neeson. Oh. Let's talk dongs in this movie, if we please. Will. Robert Patrick. I think it has to be a, you know what? 
fine. He's Irish. I mean, so you, yeah, could that's go, why. you could go either way with an Irish guy. Yeah. Honestly, I'm going to say probably okay. Yeah. Like nothing. Thin. Fine. Yeah. I agree thin and pink. Go on. Biggest dong on this set, I'm going to say BB Josh. <laughs> but BB oh, was rolling in with a strap on that you could see from the CBS <laughs> Radford lot. Okay. And they shot it at Paramount. <laughs> so BB, I'm telling you right now. She that she's like walking dick. Like she, she just has B D B B D E. That's what she has. That's what, that's actually what turned Kelsey Grammer into a drunk. Her dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dick. Yeah, that were from Cheers. They had a they had a hookup. No, but Josh Hartnett definitely has the biggest. Oh, dog. Josh. I, I mean, clearly you want to fuck what Josh Hartnett. What if it's Hartnett, Elijah Wood? Josh, Elijah, please don't even bring him it's up not, into this. Don't even not, bring Elijah into this as a it's favor. Not his dick. I just see his, his ivory feet. nub. Please. That beautiful alabaster nubbin. Don't bring it up. Yeah, so he he, he has up. a penis, not a hog. Elijah Wood. Yeah, he's a beautiful, beautifully shaped penis. Well, I assure dang. you, it's got to be so cute. Mm-hmm. He looks he probably looks like those little fountains. You know those little fountain boys? Yes, and like, they hold their pee-pee. <laughs> and yeah. they're always holding their little I'm like, is that Elijah Wood? Oh, no, it's a stone fountain. Sorry. <laughs> From <laughs> Michael Jackson's backyard. He yeah. had so many of like the kids just, naked holding each other's genitalia. You know, when yes. I was a teenager and I would pass by those fountains where was like a big fat guy with a tiny dick, I'd be like, imagine having that body. And now, like I wake up in the morning I'm and I'm like, oh my God, I am the fountain. Sometimes this he gets a, out of the I'm, shower. I am a literal chocolate fountain at this point. <laughs> That's beautiful. Wow. That is sweet, though. Just, a, just a little a glimpse into our sex life and yeah. uh, Dan's. She likes fucking a hairy beanbag chair, everybody. That's absolutely adorable. <laughs> <laughs> that is the sweetest damn thing. I would. I want to redo. Let's renew the vows just with this episode <laughs> as a favor. Because the things they're saying are so beautiful. You guys, the love, it's palpable. I feel it. I feel like you can feel it coming off of us, how much we really do love each other. We're all the questions. No, well, that was it. It was just a couple. Now you're oh. making me feel insecure. That's no, it? there's no. You're really good at the questions. No, ask that anything. He did have a question, which I think is funny. Speaking of Jordana Brewster with the glasses, yeah. did you, Michelle, ever know anyone who was gorgeous and then they put on a pair of glasses and disgusting animals? Like, change them. I see them. her every night. I see her every <laughs> night in the mirror. <laughs> Girl, do I know anyone? Girl, I is everyone. Okay. And uh, yeah, I guess in this movie, I'm, um, I don't know, maybe the, the guy who gets. The old guy? What, the old guy? Is there an old guy? <laughs> the You're the woman you who's don't see. scalp uh, falls off in the shower. Do you remember her? <laughs> yeah. We didn't yes. even talk about That's her. That's me. That's that, me. I'm that one. That's her, yes. <laughs> She's too dried up, right? Wasn't Singing she? brave. You see yeah. her in the shower, and then the Southern Belle, anyone who's like a pervert, she's like naked the whole last 20 minutes that's of this movie. right. She's she just walking around naked. Oh, that's right. To try to that was weird. Josh. That was like a weird choice also because it was very um, medical. Because you're like, she's an alien. I don't know. The whole thing was Isn't that funny? When weird. as a kid, I'm not I not going to kink shame anybody. I, no, no. I'm never going to kink shame <laughs> aliens and their titties. But I will say that like, as a I kid in the 80s, <laughs> boobs were prevalent, as we know. And especially in oh. like, a horror movie. But to see women's boobs in movies around this time period, like the early, late night, it's weird. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for doing the show. Oh, that's it. That was you fun. have a lovely Patreon that yes. our audience can please find plug it on. please plug all your things i thank you guys i do daily shows uh hour a day sometimes two shows i even record with my mom once a week uh you can go to patreon.com slash mishkal m-i-c-h 
C-O-L-L. There's a free trial, so don't even stress. Give it a try. The show is fun. I, people, I, people like the show. It's a fun, if you like to laugh, it's a fun show. It is one of the funniest shows to listen to um, always. But like if you're on a flight, you download it, you put that on. She is the most soothing, You're just listing places people listen. You're like, yeah, I was like, or like not that once in a lifetime flight. I'm like, like if you're going to see... Milton Burrell's dong. Yeah. And there's a long line you to can, see you it. You can listen to it in any room of your house. <laughs> you Let me tell you what you can do. At any time of the day. Uh, you know, if you got, like, sorry, if you got to go to jury duty and you literally want to end your life, here, it's an option. You can download her show. It's an option for you. Uh, that's one of the anyway, many. Anyway, Patreon. No. Sarah's so funny, so with great. me, by the way. Loved you it. need to I come back. I would love that. I've been, I'm here and look, I have headphones now, Mish. I know. I'm so proud of you, girl. Thank you. Well, they're not mine. Thank you. Well, that's Spaventa, our producer, who I think you worked with at uh, Sirius, no? We didn't work together, but we probably like know most of the same people. Your show was super early, so uh, I didn't come in that early. I'm going to say this. Judging by your tone, you've heard bad things about me, yes or no? No, 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 like, no. Every, everyone has great things to say. I'm joking. That's just the tone. <laughs> no, that's who he is. He's happy today, Michelle. He goes, no, you, your show was early. Uh, we didn't work together. I'm like, oh, no, but nice to meet you. Can he I no longer. He no longer works there. Oh, oh do you not? What if he had even bigger glasses than you? Wait, I would love I would it. love that. <laughs> oh, let me see him. He's got smaller. So that, I like your name. Are you Greek? Oh. oh. No, I don't know you. You know, you do look familiar. I remember you. Yes. You grew of your course. hair longer. Of course. Is the hair growing out? Am I making that up? He's, he's getting he's putting his headphones his... on. Very did you grow your hair He's taking longer? the gun out of his mouth, Michelle. Yeah, that's sweet. Oh. Wait, Michelle. Well, anyway, nice to see you. Wait. Nobody works so serious anymore. That's the joke. Oh yeah, let me see the babies. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't work there either. Can we turn this now? Because we're done, right? Miss you, plug. Well, we gotta end. Thank the you guys. Oh, 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 oh wait. <laughs> but I Bye. Like, we ended with you just like taking pictures of our dogs. <laughs> it wasn't on camera. It wasn't on audio. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I had the best so time, and I love you both, and yes. I'm so happy to see you guys. So Danny, I miss anytime. you. Unless this podcast causes our divorce. Come Mishi, back I have a quick question. God forbid. What? When, um, when will you be in New York next? You did an I amazing run at Joe's Pub. If Michelle is, is coming to your city, please go see her live. We should go to the 911 reflective pool next time, Michelle. I'm just doing, I'm thinking of the worst. I would love that. Wait, go ahead first. Edit that out. Love. Edit that out. I would yeah. leave it in. Sure. I would love that. Leave and Columbine, we're leaving <laughs> and well, we're taking out Schindler's <laughs> List. I'm like, how dare they? Exactly. Um, no, that's fine. I love you. Subscribe at patreon.com slash the it couple for weekly bonus episodes. This week we reviewed Talk to Me and this coming Tuesday we're covering Pearl. The It Couple is hosted by S.J. and Dan St. Germain. Executive producer, audio engineer, and editor is Dan Spaventa. Video producer, Chuck Astudo. Social media producer, Lauren Gerard Cuteo. Opening theme music by Mike Abuso at Behind the Curtains Media. Subscribe to our YouTube page for full video episodes and tune in next week for X with our guest, Joe List. I'm looking for a place to stay. Oh, yes, sir. That's one ugly song, bitch.